Hey everybody, it's me, Stu Helm, the food fan here at Food Fan Headquarters with another exciting episode of Asheville Food Fans. It's a podcast that I record throughout the week and then I put it together for broadcast on WPVM 103.7 FM, the voice of Asheville, broadcasting to the world. All right, everybody, here I am in the studio, Food Fan Headquarters, with my good friend and my new co-host, or at least uh, we're trying him out. We're, we're kicking his tires, we're slamming his doors, we're seeing how he works out. My good friend, Chef Tom LaFauci, is here with me. Hey, Chef, how are you today? Good, sir. Happy New Year to you. Thank you, man. I appreciate that, and Happy New Year to you and your family. Uh, did you do anything special on New Year's yesterday? New Year's New Eve? Year's Eve. New Year's Eve, yeah, it worked. <laughs> yeah, we uh, yeah, we were open. It was a big night, big day for us. It's typically a big day for us at a at our at Twisted Laurel. So, and we typically aren't open on Sundays. Um, but because of the way the calendar fell this year, we opened up for full lunch and dinner service on a Sunday. Um, yeah, that's. Was... Go ahead, Tom. Sorry to cut you off. No, and it's it's typically that's one of our top five busiest days of the year, and it did not disappoint. So, yeah, Good. it was a pretty rocking day. Is there a dog in the room, Tom? That would be Otto. Uh, Otto. Yeah, I have to. And he's he's upset he's not involved, but he'll get up uh, Well, he can get up <laughs> into the camera, and one day we'll do a segment about dog food, and he can participate for sure, man. Otto, I like that name. Um, so, yeah, not typical. And I forgot to mention, Tom is the executive chef at Twisted Laurel downtown Asheville. And are you kind of also the umbrella executive for Salt Face Mule and the Twisted in Weaverville. I'm sorry, I'm not a little more clear on that. No, no, my 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 main focus currently is is just with uh, the downtown location. The best one. Come on now, stop that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and my my regular listeners and Facebook followers, especially, will know that Tom is one of my favorite chefs. Working at one of my all time favorite restaurants, and uh, Tom, when I crunched the numbers for last year. I went to over 180 different places and yeah. Yeah. I was really pushing it. Like I was just like, I got to go to more. I got to go to more and I'm going to try to hit 200. In the was, was that, all, was that all in Asheville? No, there were some that were as far away as Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, a couple down in Florida and uh, also in the surrounding areas around Asheville. So I'm trying to, okay. I'm trying to branch out to all of Western North Carolina just to spread the love. And because really the food scene is spreading into those areas, I think partly because of yeah. cheaper cheaper rent and space available in cute little downtown areas and stuff like that. So, yeah, 180 places I went to last year, 185, I think, was the total. And um, I, I included all the times that you fed me on food tour. And I went to Twisted Laurel. I ate food at Twisted Laurel like close to 30 times, I think, last year. <laughs> uh, went there for my birthday dinner last year. Had a great you did. meal. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so Twisted Laurel, downtown Asheville, it's its own thing. If if the listeners are familiar with the one in Weaverville and you and you like it, that's great. Uh, but try the one downtown. It's its own thing. Um, anyways, Tom, so you were working last night, which is not typical for Twisted, who are closed on Sundays. But you got to grab those New Year's Eve dollar bills like those. Vince, I'm sure, would have had a night nightmares, recurring nightmares for a year if he had not uh, grabbed those New Year's Eve dollar bills. Yeah, I mean, it's it's and again, it's just the way the calendar falls. I mean, you know, we are we are in a town where people travel. I mean, it's it's a it's a tourist town. So people want to celebrate and be with their their loved ones and friends and family. And and we are there to to make sure that that experience goes as, as best as possible. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, like I said, it's one of our. It was one of our top. It typically is one of our top five busiest days of the year. Um, and so, what what so, are the others? Do you know off? Can you rattle them off off the top of your head, just out of curiosity? New Year's Eve, Christmas Eve, Fourth of July. Um, we're not. At least our location is not a big Valentine's Day location for whatever reason. Um, we're just you know, you know where we're located. We're like one block off the off the the beehive of activity in downtown 
That's um, right. So, but I mean, yeah. So Fourth of July, Day. we're closed. It's a Sunday. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> okay. So those are two of the biggies: Valentine's Day and Mother's Day. Um, for Mother's Day, especially for brunch, and Valentine's Day yeah. for dinner. Um, and and, uh, and I, then and then pretty much any weekend weekend in October, uh, yeah. just because of you know wedding season, leaf season, tour season. I mean, it's perfect in the mountains for those six weeks. So yeah, any 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 Saturday in October will usually fall in there in in that top five. October is just the busiest month in Asheville, in downtown Asheville, bar none, busier than June, July, and August, which might typically be considered like the heavy tourist months. And those are good too. Those are like July is typically number two, August number three, and then June and September kind of vying for that fourth position. But uh, October, boom, the weather, the weather is perfect here in October. Although it hasn't been too bad in November and December either, Tom. It's been yeah. nice out. Yeah. Yeah, no, we've had a we've had a pretty mild winter so far. I was gonna ask if you get got any snow. You you're even further south than we are, so no snow where you live. Yeah, it's about eleven hundred foot elevation difference from, from where I live to where I work. So I I literally go up and down a mountain every day. So no, it's actually been really nice. I left I left the house yesterday, it was forty four degrees, and when I got to work it was thirty four degrees. Yeah. And then like you get to work early because uh, when the sun rises and that 34 degrees in Asheville will turn into 44, 54 and uh, even more in the middle of the afternoon and then drop right back down into the 30s. And Tom, I saw I, I estimated I saw between 13 and 17 uh, pieces of snow the other day. <laughs> we drove through a tiny little flurry. That was, up our, that was that was. That was an estimate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just an estimate from the passenger seat of the car as, it, as we drove through it. Yeah. No, no snow for us. I looked at the extended forecast and doesn't look like we're going to get even any kind of snow this year, which is, makes me sad. I'm from New England and I enjoy the snow and uh, makes me sad when, uh, and we usually do get some up here in the mountains, even if it's just an inch or two, but. This yeah, year does, I don't know. I, I don't know, man. That's, that's why I got out of New Jersey. You just you, you can't you don't have to shovel sunshine. That's why I got out of New Jersey. I don't want to <laughs> I don't want I don't want to deal with snow. It's, I don't mind cold. I can handle cold. The snow just I just I can't. That's why I got out, one of the reasons I got out of New Jersey 26 years ago now. Yeah, well, Boston and Chicago, the two cities I lived in besides Asheville. Geez, the snow is crazy mm. in those towns like you're constantly shoveling and it never melts. But here in Asheville, of course, it melts like two days later. Sure. Or a, day, yeah. a day later, later that day. Maybe sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tom, so were you crushing it last night at the restaurant? What people you stayed open till midnight, I assume. People rang in the new year at Twisted Laurel. No, you didn't. You are shaking no. your head. No. No, we we ran our normal we ran our normal playbook, a normal weekend playbook. So we opened at eleven, closed at ten. Um you know, we sat, we sat right up to 9.30, 9.45, 10 o'clock. Um, but no, we didn't do anything special. We didn't run any crazy specials. We just, we just, you know, we, we figured out a playbook that runs and works for us. Um, so, we, you know, we, you know, we, we are who we are. We, you know, we put our head down. We, we, we get, try, we give great service. We give great food. We try to give a great experience. And that's what we did. So, yeah, no, we opened at 11. Our first hour was a little slow, uh, and then it wasn't until <laughs> nine thirty. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, it took it took off from there. So no, we had a, we had a very good day yesterday. Busy weekend in downtown Asheville. I popped into downtown a couple of times, and it was it was bumping. I I loved it. It wasn't like elbow to elbow, bone crushing crowds, but it was nice and busy the whole time that I was downtown, and so it was great to see the restaurants bustling and stuff like that. And uh, Tom, I know that, it, and um, I want to say it's it's good that you close at ten because that gives your servers some time to go out into the bars uh, at, in downtown and celebrate themselves and maybe ring in the new year in downtown Asheville. Yeah, um, by the time by the time they closed it down and and it got got out, they were able to get, at least get you know get with their friends and get one drink and and celebrate the new year with their friends and family. Now I'm going to assume that you did not get that opportunity, Tom, because you probably uh, just uh, worked until the sun rose and then you laid down on a bed of dirty rags. And then <laughs> I left the building. I mean, Oh, I'm, you did. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I got out about nine 30 yesterday and I stopped at Paisa and 
and got a slice of a couple slices of pizza and a and, and a Europa mate and drove home and crashed on my my chair when I got home. So that's my nice. normal day before my day off. Nice, a yerba mate and a pizza pizza, a whole pizza or just a slice? No, though. I mean, you you you've been there. Their their yes. pizzas are like thirty inch pizzas. Yes. Uh, no, I, yeah, I usually get I usually get two slices and something to drink and get on down the mountain. Yeah, their pizzas are so big. And I, I may have already told you this story, but their pizzas are so big that one time I saw a guy struggling to fit it into his car. Like mm-hmm. he just couldn't get it in the car. It was like watching a like watching somebody trying to put a square peg in a round hole. It was kind of amusing, but he finally gave up, put it on top of his car, busted out his cell phone. I'm sure he was calling somebody <laughs> with a bigger car. Yeah. It was kind of funny. That's how big the yeah. pies are. Yeah, we we've ordered a whole pie, I think, two different times, and it it just fits in my trunk. Yeah. That's a big pie. It's on, it's on my list of nominees for pizza of the year this year. And, and, uh, it's, it's partly because it's so popular, you know, sometimes I, I nominate things that, you know, I don't know or care how the rest of the world feels about them, but sometimes I consider popularity when making a nomination, if that makes sense. And, and I like their pie and I go get it, but knowing that so many people in the food industry go get it and they go get it after work that kind of like bumped them up into the to be a nominee and i'm i'm going to start releasing all my nominees the first week of january which is right now as tom and i record this it is new year's day uh so yeah got to get those stuby nominees out there tom i know everybody's on but, pins pins and needles <laughs> but yeah no you make a great point i mean paisa they're they're open till they're typically open to 11 or midnight every day mm-hmm. um and it's super convenient. It's not a big space. Um, it's not a, a huge restaurant. So you can walk in, get a slice or two. They have a couple tables outside and maybe 15, 20 seats inside. Mm-hmm. You know, you can get it, get it to go. Um, I mean, I've gotten to, I've gotten to know a lot of the, the staff there. It usually works Saturday night. They're like, Hey Tom, I'm like, Hey guys, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, they rec- they recognize locals. They just, they, they, they do it right. And it's like, I said, it's not a huge space. It's designed for kind of grab and go. Um, yeah. But they're but they're making everything in there, you know. All the you know they're making they're shredding their own cheese and making their own sauce and making the dough fresh. I mean, it's it's solid stuff. It's a solid and it's it's convenience. Yes, so. I, I enjoy a slice every once in a while, and one slice is almost the equivalent of a personal pizza. So yeah, it's it is very convenient. There's not a lot of parking, but you can roll up, go in, and get a slice, and it's already prepped. They don't even need to heat it if you're going to heat it at home. And, yeah. uh, and it's almost like, and, and you get two of those things and it's like a small pizza. So yeah. Paisa shout out, extended shout out to Paisa pizza on the South slope there in downtown Asheville. And now Tom, we ate some traditional foods last night, me and Don. Uh, I know that you didn't get a chance to really have a tradition, any kind of dinner with your family. Cause I'm sure Maureen was working too. And, uh, but Don and I did our traditional surf and turf. And that's what we do every New Year's Eve and have done for a lot of years. And we this year we got a cut of meat from the chop shop, the local butcher shop over there on North Charlotte Street, North Asheville. And uh, I I wish that I had taken better note of the cut of meat. The butcher recommended it. It looked like a tenderloin. Uh, He said it was a part of the leg of the cow that didn't get a lot of action. Just uh, it was more of a support muscle than a movement muscle. I don't was know. It ter- was it Terrace Major? No, it wasn't, because that I would have remembered, because you serve us yeah. that a lot on tours, and that's a great piece of meat. But uh, it was just, it was shaped like a tenderloin. Um, okay. And uh, it was great. I wish I had taken note of it, as I said. And then we got an enormous, uh, like, just an enormous, like, 16-inch long uh, lobster tail from Mother Ocean Market. It was frozen, but that doesn't bother me. Uh, and, uh, it was huge and it was delicious. I, I butterflied that baby. I jammed a bunch of butter in there and then I broiled it under the broiler. And then when it came out of the broiler, I had already cooked the steak and a lot of butter with mushrooms and onions and stuff in a frying pan. And then I kind of broke the, the lobster tail in half at the butterfly and seared it in the pan for a few minutes and that steak and all that butter. And then some new potatoes, some asparagus, uh, roasted carrots, and Tom, it was fantastic. That sounds very good. That sounds very good. Yeah, cooking that, yeah. I'm surprised you being from New England, you didn't 
crumble any rich crackers over it and bake it. Well, you know, <laughs> I do. I do love a good seafood casserole or a lobster yeah. pot pie. And this morning, I broke open a can of snow crab meat that I got in my stocking for Christmas, and I made a really lovely omelet using that. Some of the leftover asparagus from last night's dinner, and then some sour cream. And I, I use some American cheese just because it melts really nice. And I'm a fan. Sure. I love American cheese. And made a really nice omelet with that, Tom. So, yeah, it did get kind of New Englandy with the the sour cream. You know what the whole thing lacked was some bacon. Next year, I'm going to buy a couple of just really nice strips of really nice bacon and work them into the both, both the New Year's Eve dinner and the breakfast uh, somehow. Get that bacon in yeah. there and it'll be perfect. Yeah, I mean, you know, everything's better with bacon, so you might as and, well. Tom, you approve of my cooking techniques? Uh, yeah, no, you're you're spot on with everything, I, okay. I, and it, as long as it comes out delicious, yeah, I'm 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 good. I support you. I'm telling you what, that lobster tail was like. I mean, we were just full on caveman style with our hands in there digging meat out of it and stuff, and butter everywhere. Just the way a lobster party should be, Tom. And then and then at midnight, Don and I did the ritual of the 12 grapes at midnight. And you told me you don't know what that one is. I am not aware of that. I've never heard of that. Okay. Well, it's a Spanish thing apparently, and it's done in uh, Hispanic countries and cultures all over the world, apparently from what I understand. And it's at midnight, you've got 12 grapes in front of you. And at the stroke of every minute of midnight or whatever, you eat another grape. And so you oh. got to eat 12 grapes in a minute. So I, I got the math all wrong, but it, it amounts to 12 grapes in a minute, Tom. And it's, I find it to be very difficult <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> 12, oh 12 grapes. Yeah. It's not that bad. That's, oh, that's, that's, one, that's, that's one grape in five seconds. That's not terrible. There you go. Your math skills are better than mine, but you got to chew and swallow these MFers as well, Tom. You can't just, and man, by the end, I'm like a chipmunk with all these grapes in my <laughs> cheeks, still chewing away, just hoping I don't choke to death. And I did theorize that um, this ritual might be the number one cause of deaths by asphyxiation on New Year's Eve in Spanish-speaking countries all over the world. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not easy, Tom. And if you're having a good time and you're drinking and you're laughing and stuff, it'd be easy to... <laughs> well... <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're if you're about five if you're about five cocktails in and you're and you're trying to do that, yeah, I could totally see someone choking on a grape. So, yeah, and man, speaking of five cocktails in, Don and I sort of ritually watch mainstream television on New Year's Eve. We watch streaming the rest of the year, but we tune in to like CBS, ABC, NBC, and CNN. Now we. Uh, We've never had a chance to watch the CNN New Year's until last night. We'd seen clips of it and stuff. And uh, do you, are you aware? Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen, right? Yes. Are yeah. You, have you watched it? I, I've never, you know, I've seen clips and whatnot. I've never actually sat down and physically watched it. But no, I, I no, I, I am aware that that's their, that's their lineup. So They get wasted, Tom. <laughs> They get straight <laughs> up wasted, dude. I, yeah, I mean, it's kind of fun and refreshing because it's not scripted as far as you can tell. I mean, they just uh, and they're funny. They kind of bicker a little bit and mm -hmm. like well, they, off camera, off camera. They're like best friends. They're hilarious, man. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, very funny, very amusing, and terrible, terrible mainstream musical acts. We got to watch an ancient Paul Anka uh, scratch out a version of I Did It My Way in which he changed all the words to be more meaningful to all of America or something like that. I wasn't quite picking up <laughs> on that. And then we did watch some stuff uh, at Na from Nashville. Not Asheville, Tom, but Nashville, the city that wishes it was Asheville. Yeah. And uh, and that that was there was American flags being held up and stuff there and good old times and you know what I'm surprised by I don't I don't listen to a lot of country music and the new country and stuff like that I understand it's real popular and I'm surprised by how similar it is to rock and roll like it's like it sounds a lot of it like stoner rock or heavy metal but uh, just kind of more of a country rhythm I guess I don't know I was I was surprised and all the 
all the all the they bust out all these moves like rock stars and stuff and i was like oh that's that's country music looks like rock and roll now well all 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 the everybody who's a a country star now you know was brought up on you know 70s and 80s and 90s rock and roll so i mean yeah that's they're 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 singing the music they love but they're also taking cues from what they were raised on and what they what they they you know it's, it's their environment that raised them so yeah no i i i'm I'm not a big country music person either, either. Um, but you know, I've got a, a lot of, but probably half of my staff that does listen to country music. And if you, if you listen to it and see it, I mean, they're all, you know, they're dressing like rock stars because they are kind of rock stars. They just, you know, they sing country music instead of, you know, rock and roll. Yep. And, and li- the lyrics, the lyrics are pretty funny in, in country music. I have to say there was a lyric that was like, if it seems like I'm drunk, it's because I've been drinking. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was pretty funny, man. And uh, <laughs> yeah. It seems like I'm drunk because I've been drinking. Yeah. That's so we watched a little bit of mainstream television. We uh, survived the eating of the 12 grapes and we uh, rang in the new year. And Tom, I'm really looking forward to 2024, although it's also in terms of the fate of the country, it's a little bit dicey out there, but we won't talk about that now because uh, one of the things that I promised myself for the upcoming year is that I would, I would keep it positive, Tom, and keep a positive attitude and try to stay positive. And I've got a handful of resolutions this year and let's, uh, let's take a little break. And when we come back, let's talk about resolutions and what they mean. And because they mean something different to everybody. And some people just straight up are like, I don't do resolutions, but I bet they kind of do in a way. So mm-hmm. let's talk about those uh, when we come back. Sounds good. All right, man. All right, folks, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Western North Carolina is one of the hunger hotspots in the country. And although we think of Asheville as Food City USA, right now thousands of our neighbors are currently experiencing not enough. But you can help. Mana Food Bank has been serving the Western North Carolina area for over 40 years with much needed food support. And with Mana, just $1 can provide four meals. Learn more at manafoodbank.org. All righty, everybody, we're back here in the studio, and I've got my good friend and my, uh, what do we call you, Tom? My temporary co-host, my co-host in waiting, my, let's stick with good friend for now, and we'll just let's keep having, we'll have you on over and over again, and if it works, it works. So far, I love it. I love having you as my co-host. Yeah, I mentioned our only issue, my only possible issue was time constraints on your part. You're a busy, busy person. And there was the very next week after we did our, our first show, you couldn't do it, Tom, but it wasn't because of time constraints. It's because yes. you, got, you got COVID. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, COVID's still a thing. Uh, I know some, a lot of people have, a lot of people may think, you know, we had, we went through lockdown and we went through a whole, you know, year or so or 18 months where we really focused on it, but uh, no, it's still a thing. Um, it's still out there. It is, it, it hit me, you know, what, three, four weeks ago now. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's, you know, I, I, I know a good amount of people, especially in the business that, that it's, it's affecting, mm-hmm. um, it's still a thing out there. I mean, it's, even though, you know, mass mandates are gone and, and, you know, social distancing and really isn't a thing anymore. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's something that we have to kind of, allow we have to assimilate with it now we have to kind of let bring it in and, and understand how to deal with it in a in a post quarantine sort of existence i agree um, it's a, it's a covid world and we just live in it tom yeah i mean it, it is and it's and the thing about it is that it's always kind of changing it's never the same it's never the same disease it's 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 a it's a smarter bug you know and it it you know it it gets smart and figures out how to get us again so. It's out to get us. It's out to get us. It's we yeah. might just be thinking, hey, we're just we're just trying to get along, but COVID is out to get us, Tom. Mm-hmm. <sighs> um, but I'm sorry that you got it. And I was curious, has you've had it twice now, correct? This was the second time, yeah. 
has it affected your taste buds? No, thank thank on wood, thank goodness. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean the fir- the first time, I'll be honest with you, the first time was April of 22. Um and I didn't even know I had it. Um we were still we were still thank thank goodness the uh the gentleman I work for um you know proceeds with a, a a very healthy dose of caution. So even up to April of 22, we were still daily testing. Um our entire staff every single day um, out, out of our pocket. Um, and the only reason I knew I had it is because on my, when I got into work, I did my test and, and I popped a positive. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the only reason I knew. Otherwise I didn't have any symptoms. I didn't have a fever. I didn't feel terrible. Um, mm-hmm. It just happened. Um, this one I felt coming on and it, it hit me pretty hard. I was, I mean, I was down for a solid probably two, two and a half days. Um, wow. And then, you know, I couldn't get to the doctors right away um, to get any kind of medication. I mean, it was almost three days before I could, I could see a doctor after I, after I, uh, I tested positive. So yeah, no, it, it hasn't affected my taste buds. Um, you know, it's, it did, but it is, it did take a toll on me this time. You know, yeah. it, it really, I mean, it, it knocked, like I said, I was knocked down for, I didn't move out of bed for solid 48 hours. No, I talked to you on the phone briefly, and you sounded like death warmed over, man. I was like, uh, "Yeah, you you don't have to record the show today, Tommy. You're <laughs> you're off the hook." Um, yeah, it did affect my taste buds very briefly when I got it last year, and knock on wood, I have not had it again since. Um, and uh, it was it was awful. It was weird, and I've I've mentioned this on the show a couple of times, but it it was particularly noticeable when I went to eat something with peanut butter on it and peanut butter with no flavor is just paste. And, uh, it, it's just texture. Yeah. Yeah. And it was awful. It was like mm-hmm. eating a tech. It was like eating petroleum jelly or something like that. And I was like, okay. Oh my God, I can't taste anything. And peanut butter, um, peanut butter creamy or crunchy. Uh, this was creamy, which was even worse, but I go both ways. I'm ambidextrous oh, no. when it comes I'm, to I'm, peanut butter. I'm a, I'm a crunchy peanut butter guy. Yeah, sometimes I, I'll go crunchy like 99, well, probably 55% of the time. And then, uh, I, I don't know, I go both ways. I like a nice smooth, just like on TV, on the Skippy commercial when the knife would go over the piece of bread and there'd be this perfectly smooth the, the perfect smear. smear, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I like about creamy peanut butter. Um, but yeah, my taste buds were affected and I feel like to some degree they still are. Sometimes I have to, um, this might sound strange, but I have to sort of mentally notice the flavor of the food and then my t- my taste buds will kind of kick in at that point. Like I have to kind of almost take a running start at food sometimes. Yeah. Uh, this might sound strange, but yeah, COVID. What a drag, Tom. But let's keep it positive. As I said, I have some New Year's resolutions. One of them is to keep it positive. Another one is to eat at 200 restaurants. I mentioned I ate at 180 plus last year. How exactly are you going to pull that off? I don't know. That's a lot. That might be an unachievable goal. I I have some other goals on my list of things to do, which might also be unachievable. Uh, The 200 restaurants is one of them. I also want to try to visit every county in the 11th district of Western North Carolina. And that might be a little tough because I don't drive a car. So I'll be depending on other people to get me to those counties. And the point would be to find a really good place to eat everywhere, anywhere I go in Western North Carolina. How many, how many counties exactly is that? I have to do a count. It does change from time to time because of, um, you know, districts get redrawn. Um, And I can't decide if I'm going to go by the current district 11 or if I'm going to use the the old district map that is still like a mosaic on the floor of the Citizen Times building that I think was put there in the 50s or the 40s, I think the late 40s. So that that map is out of date. Still has Asheville, of course, and Hendersonville and Henderson County and Buncombe County. But I might use the old one just because it's on the ground and it's easy to look at. Um Anyways, uh, some of my other goals for this year, Tom, let me, I'm keeping a, I keep a spreadsheet of everything these days. And one of them is my goals. And one of my other goals is to host a super low key food event and, uh, and also to brand a product. I want to release a product of some kind in 2024. I want to release my first like official Stubby snack 
uh, like packaged <laughs> up with a price tag on it and stuff. And I want to work with a local food maker to do this, like somebody who's already kind of doing these things. But neat, yeah, sneak sneak a branded snack in with their regular line and then promote it with them and stuff. So I've got some goals. Uh, I don't know that they're all achievable, but that's part of the point of goals is to set the bar kind of high. Now I did, I called them resolutions on Facebook and somebody was like, I've chosen not to use the word resolution. Instead I'm using these words. And I think all of them were kind of <laughs> synonymous with the word resolution. Yeah. They're all resolutions. Yeah. Yeah. But how do you feel, Tom? What what do you have any, do you write them down? How do you approach the new year? Do you do anything special to get ready for the next year? I'm, I guess I'm kind of the opposite. I've never really been a re- resolution guy. Um, I do try to, I've always tried to kind of just kind of look internally and see kind of where I am and is, you know, is it where I want to be and what do I need to work on? Mm-hmm. Um, but I've never, I've never been a hard and fast kind of, I want to do ABC XYZ, you know, it's just, it's, you know, I, I know what, I know what I got to do. Um, I know where I have to be. Uh, and I, I, try to do my best to, to plan and get there. All right. Well, what, what do you got to do? What do you got to do in 2024, Tom? Um, you know, I, I think from, you know, I, I just continue to support my family. You know, I've got my sons in college. My daughter is graduating high school this year. Um, my wife works in the industry. Um, just continue to support them, uh, um, professionally, you know, you know, we're recording on January the first. Uh, tomorrow is actually my birthday, and I oh. turn fifty. I turn fifty tomorrow. Oh, happy uh, birthday! Holy moly! Oh, chef, that's uh, a big day. <laughs> big five zero. Yeah. It is a it is a big day. Um, and you know, I, I and I've kind of known this for a while now, but you know, I I cannot continue to run as hard and as as to, to be to take take it out of my body as physically as I have. Um I, I need to be more of a I need to kind of back up from the physical side of it and be more of a teacher. Let the young kids <laughs> I say that because I sound because of course I'm really 85 instead of 50. That's um, right. <laughs> you know, 30, 30 um, years in the food industry are like dog years. So that's like Yeah, it's like that's like 300 years, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um but you know I just be able to to support the business and support my my cooks and my, my staff with, you know, sort of my, my knowledge instead of my, my hands and my back. Um, it's more, I have to be a better teacher. I have to be, I have to trust a little more. Um, and I guess that just comes from doing what I've, I've done in the past. What's made me successful is I have it. I, I trusted myself. Um, and it's gotten me pretty far and pretty successful, but at the same time, it's also put me in a position where, um, you know, I, I, I'm kind of out on an Island by myself. Um, so to be, I need to work on sort of disconnecting myself from the, the physical grind um, and teach better, coach better, um, give people opportunities, support people in their growth too, uh, because I can only physically grow myself as much as, I can only go so far mm-hmm. um, just with my hands and my back. Um, I can go a lot further if I've got people who are who are willing to, to stand shoulder to shoulder to me and go into battle. Um, so I've got to be able to support them and give them tools uh, to grow. Okay. And if, if it means growing with, with me, that's fine. If it means growing somewhere else, you know, I want to, you know, the, the, the restaurant business, you know, there, there are very few people. My father worked for the post office for 47 years. It was the only full-time job he's ever had in his life. Mm. Um, he was 19 years old when he went in and retired at 65. Um, a lot of, there are, very few people, at least in America, I feel there are very few people that do that, that only have one real full-time job in their entire life. Um, so I understand, you know, I've got a very limited time with my staff, um, but I want to be, I need to become more of a positive influence in helping them grow. Um, and I need to be able to be more of a, more of a teacher than a, than a doer. That's All right. what I'm All right, Tom. Well, you, you, um, well, that was a little bit like therapy session right there. I feel like you really opened up and you told us a lot. And what the word I heard a lot was teacher. I need to be a teacher. I want to teach people. And uh, let's look at the flip side of that. And knowing you like I do, I think that maybe part of what you're saying is you need to 
let go of some of the control that you feel yeah. like you've got it to have in your kitchen and to ease up a little bit on yourself. And maybe you did use the word trust a couple of times too. put the trust in your staff. But I know that's hard to do because they do come and go. And you always got to be ready to strap on the armor and go into battle yourself. And I, uh, again, I noticed that you did use the word battle and, uh, and <laughs> it could be a battle. It, 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 it could be a battle some days, man. Heck, yeah. if you saw me. Yes. You saw me yesterday. My apron was covered in flour because I ran pizza for about five hours yesterday. Yeah. So, that's I mean, funny. That's like coming out of a medieval battle with your chest plate covered in gore. Right. You, yeah. you really, you got the stains of the battle on you when you're a chef for sure. Um, well, Tom, uh, that's, that sounds like you do have a lot of, uh, things on your mind that you want to do for the next year. A lot of them having to do with uh, supporting yourself physically. Cause I, I've also noticed that you now wear two, not one, but two knee braces when you come out of the kitchen. And I, I know that you, you've been at it a long time. That means being on your feet. That means being in a hot kitchen. That means being around a lot of high calorie food. And uh, yeah. So no, I'm going to see you for the whole year. So I'll be watching you like a hawk just kidding i'll be uh you know well, no, I'll be... no I, I i'm completely okay with that man i need somebody because because you know every humans humans will always retreat back to their comfort zone and my comfort zone is putting my head down and working 19 hours a day and ignoring everything else yes so so yes having someone who's really discount and frankly i mean you and i we we talk a lot we we kind of understand each other but you're also I'm very disconnected from your world, except for this little part that we interact. Mm -hmm. um, and you're and you're really kind of disconnected from my world, you know. You, you so having someone who, if if you were a chef and you had been in the business 25 years, and I'm having this conversation with you, you know, it's it's a they're, they're very different checks and balances where, you know, it's very kind of black and white to you. So having someone who can kind of be very black and white with me, um, heck. They probably right. make me better because most of the people I, I talk to are, you know, are people who have, have lived that life. Who have also um, ground themselves down to a nub working in the food industry and are yeah. like, well, Tom, if the wing falls off of the plane, you're going to have to stick your arm out the window. That's the only yeah, way exactly. we're going to land this baby. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean. It's and it's a tightrope because, like I said, good help is hard to find. It's not like you can just be like, "Well, I'm going to loosen up my a hole a little bit and be, uh, be less, uh, less of a control freak in the kitchen and let these guys really shine." Because that's not necessarily going to happen. They ain't necessarily going to shine, and they might also be like, "Dude, I'm going to have to peace out and follow my favorite band across the country for the next three weeks." So you really, and, you I've, and I've got and I've got those folks in my kitchen too. Yeah, you know it's, it's, you know it's you know it's the more the, the the more and more we get down the line, it just uh, and I guess it's probably a, it's it's just a generation generational thing. You know, it's it's they, they they their outside interests are as important as their professional interests. Yeah, um, the cur the current workforce and the current generation. So having to deal with having to manage that uh, and still keep a profitable business going is is always something that that that's kind of it somewhere in my mind. Well, Tom, let's talk a little bit about 2023. Like we've been talking about the future and we have talked a little bit about the past, but 2023 was a tough year. It was a weird year in the food tour business. It was a weird year in the food industry in general. Uh, it was a weird year personally for a lot of people. Uh, the country seems kind of broken on a political level and a lot of upheaval. And for the, uh, we're worried about the rise of Nazism again. What, like, what's happening in this world? And so, a really messed up year. And the city of Asheville was not um, was not uh, immune to that weird year. Uh, we were singled out by Fox News as a city that had gotten too woke for its own good and had defunded the police. And now look at it; it's full of junkies. And and criminals and broken windows and such. And of course we did not defund the police. We funded the police as normal. Um, and, uh, and, you know, we have the same or slightly less of a homeless 
uh, drug addiction, uh, thief, uh, robbery problem, crime problem than any other city in America. But we did get singled out. Uh, and that, that affected tourism. So tourism went down. It went down by 20% from last mm-hmm. year. It went down by 50% from the peak of tourism prior to the pandemic. So uh, there was a shooting at a at a big festival in downtown last year. A real shame. Uh, a personal thing. I, was- I, I remember that because that festival was right across the street from my restaurant. Yes, indeed. Uh, big one of my favorite festivals it was the Goombe festival and yeah. uh it's like a great among every uh, it's a cultural festival but it's also a food truck festival in a lot of ways it's just a ton of trucks show up and the shooting uh i mean in a way this is so weird but welcome to america thank god it wasn't a mass shooting tom it was just a personal shooting somebody had an issue with somebody else and pulled out a gun turned out to be a young person uh and uh there, there was uh, some dangerous stuff going on downtown with some of our late night bartenders and such being stalked on the way to their cars. And, and of course, let's not forget that uh, industry co-worker and friend James Sheeran was uh, killed, intentionally hit by a car while riding his bike in downtown and was killed. And so, like, it has not been like a bowl of cherries here in Asheville. But um, the city did respond, Tom, and the people I feel like have responded and the restaurants and everybody who works downtown. And one of the ways the city responded was with the downtown safety initiative, which I discussed several times on this show throughout the year. And uh, there were several bullet points of what they were going to do. I won't bother going over them right now. They did have to do with like more policing, more cleanup of downtown, uh, a way to report things that were not necessarily for the police, but were an issue. And maybe EMT would show up and stuff like that. So the downtown safety initiative was enacted. And Tommy, I feel like it had an impact. Now, you work downtown every day. I'm downtown at least four or five times a week uh or three three to five times a week you're downtown every day just about um what was your perception about the 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 arc of the year in terms of what i just discussed uh you know it 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 uh, right now i mean i it does feel safer um i feel like there has been some impact with it um you know it's we've become so reliant on tourism that locals don't I mean there are still folks that live locally that don't feel safe going downtown 100% and it's a shame yes um because it's we've got a great we've got a great city we've got a great food scene and you know it, it, it's it, a lot of more I, I think we have a lot more people working downtown if it was more feasible for folks to work downtown and this seems like a very small thing but parking <laughs> a lot of folks who work downtown don't live downtown. Um, so you're commuting in from somewhere and that's a car and that's physical space. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, for some of the the folks on my staff, it could be upwards of a hundred dollars a week. Yeah. Just to um, park your car. And, and, that, and you know, you, you know, and you, you have to walk you man. this deck might be full. So you're parking and you walk six blocks to your, where you work. I mean, it doesn't, it, it doesn't compute to me. It, it it doesn't give people it doesn't give folks a reason to work to go downtown anymore for for right. work right you know what i mean you know so i mean just it, it well, it's scary man well go let ahead. me um just say that one of the big things that happened this year one of the big things was Asheville food and beverage united uh formed itself became a proto union and then actually became a union um and so now Asheville does have a food and beverage union that is in town. And one of the things they did even before they became an official union was they did work with the County to open up some cheaper parking for downtown uh, restaurant workers in particular. And and you just sign up. It's easy. It's cheap. uh, And they're working. And then the city actually got kind of like ashamed that they hadn't been at the forefront of this initiative. So then they stepped in and started working with the, Food and Beverage United uh, to get parking because the city and the county own a lot of parking spaces in downtown. And once the county building is closed, those those 
garages are empty. Uh, and so there, there, there has been talk on in the industry for years, for a decade or more, about we need to do something about parking. And this was the year, 2023 was the year that it actually happened. And I know it hasn't been fixed. It's still an issue. But some movement was made. Some cheap parking was opened up and made available strictly for the workers in the food and beverage industry downtown. So in terms of the positive things that happened, I would say that is a big positive. Um, but you're right, like for the average person trying to come downtown, they always talk about parking. Now, Tommy, I moved here from Chicago, man. <laughs> we found a parking space and we didn't move our car until somebody stole it. <laughs> so things aren't so bad here in Asheville. I'm exaggerating a little bit, but only a little yeah. bit. Our car did get stolen in Chicago and, and it was extremely hard to find parking. Uh, you had to park blocks away from your house. And so, I mean, it's kind of like in a world that insists on driving everywhere to hear and me, I don't drive a car to hear people constantly complain about traffic and parking. I'm like, well, that's you're part of it. That's you signed up for it. That's like, you're in a car. And I don't know. I don't mean to sound like I'm above it all because I am often in other people's cars and we circle around the city looking for parking. But a lot of times we don't, we just park because it's not as hard as everybody thinks. Mm hmm. Tom, I'm going to have to do a whole separate podcast just about parking. <laughs> the parking podcast? Yes, exactly. Oh, a Asheville would tune into that more than they tune into this one. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> All right, man. We got to start wrapping things up a little bit, Tom. But other, other fun things that happened in downtown is a major food festival came right back to Pack Square. That's the Chow Chow Festival. And mm -hmm. uh, as far as I know, there was no shootings at Chow Chow. And uh, and so that was nice, and it was fun to have that downtown. And then and then on a personal note, I was able to bring Tubby, the Duke's mayonnaise mascot, to town, and he was at Twisted Laurel downtown. You guys graciously hosted, and that that was fun. It was a lot smaller than I had hoped because of the rain. We had absolutely crap weather that day. I do remember that that day it was raining cats and dogs that day. Yeah. Oh my God! Coming out of a I, I swear like a two month long drought. We had rain pouring coming down that day, but that was fun. Uh, and so we did have some fun things that happened in 2023. It wasn't all doom and gloom. And uh, and in fact, I would say that mercurial or up and down or hard to put your finger on would be the way to describe it. Because actually, even though getting back to something we talked about at the beginning, even though August was like the third best month for food tours, it felt horrible we felt like we were never going to make it through august like we might go out of business why aren't we selling more tickets what's happening why are food tours not popular anymore and then when i crunched the numbers i was like oh we were fine like at the end of the year i looked at everything and i was like august was actually a really good month uh it's january and february they're gonna suck so hard tom oh my god yeah and coming up into 24 i mean i'm i'm a little concerned for 24 I mean, we've got, you know, we've got a presidential election coming up next year it's or this rough. year now. Yeah, um, yeah, that's rough. You know, that's so rough. just be, yeah, yeah. We, but, we don't have time to talk about that, Tom. That's like, uh, <laughs> we'll talk about that. We got a whole year to talk about that, as a matter of yeah. fact. And I am not afraid to talk about that, especially if we can talk it to tie it into the context of food somehow, because food and politics are often tied together, even if it's just the mood of the tourists and their lack of wanting to come to our town because they're uncertain about the economy because there's a presidential election coming up. So politics affects food even on that broad of a scale, but even but on a more uh, minute or microscopic scale, things like SNAP and other food-related government programs. And so I'm happy to talk about that stuff any old time. Just not right now because we got to get going. Right on. Tom, you're the best, man. I love seeing you. I love talking to you. And you said we only see each other a few times a week, but I have some of my best friends in this world that I don't see as often as you, Tom. So I love it that I get to see you three times a week. And, and you are one of my best friends in the food industry and in this city. So thanks for being on, man. And, and Happy New Year. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. Happy New Year to you. We'll talk to you soon, okay? Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks, bud.
everybody. And that's the end of the show. I hope you enjoyed listening this week. I hope you're enjoying my co-hosting adventures, trying to find me a co-host. I, I, I think Tommy's going to stick. We'll just see if he's got the time to do this with me every week. And I, I want to thank you all for listening and thank Tom for being on. Thank you, WPVM 103.7 FM, the voice of Asheville broadcasting to the world. They take my humble podcast and they turn it into a radio broadcast. And I think that's pretty cool. And folks, uh, follow me on social media. I am Stu Helm Food Fan on Facebook, Twitter. I'm sorry, I am no longer on Twitter. F that. I am on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Substack. And uh, Substack is a newsletter. Please sign up for my newsletter. I also have a blog that I rarely mention. It is stuhelmfoodfan.com. I am currently working on my Stuby Awards and will release those nominations this week. Uh, this is the first week of January. I hope you're having a great 2024 so far. Uh, and so far in 2024, I have gone out to eat just a couple of times. I have gone to Rabbit Hole Bakery on uh, right next to Sunny Point cafe in west Asheville. i had an almond croissant and some coffee both were excellent the atmosphere is great i love rabbit hole bakery and i just went to session bakery uh and had or session cafe sorry and had the egg sandwich that i love so much and a cappuccino that was excellent and i forgot last night i went to 12 bones by the river and i got me a smoked turkey plate with sides and it was great so i've gone out to eat at three restaurants today is at three restaurants in 2024 today as i record this is january 5th and so three restaurants in five days i've got a lot of work to do if i want to beat my record last year of 180 plus restaurants i'm going to try to reach 200 restaurants this year and so uh follow me on facebook and other social media platforms and watch me try to eat my way through western north carolina and for all means by all means if you eat something delicious please find me on social media and let me know about it. You can even drop me an email at stuhelmavl at gmail.com to let me know about the delicious food out there in the world. All right, everybody, happy new year, and I'll talk to you again soon. Have a great week.